0: Hit it, Phil. <laughs> da, 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 da. Can it be the breeze that fills the trees with rare and magic perfume? Oh no, it isn't the breeze; it's Jackson time. La, da, da, da.
1: Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Uh, we are joined with uh, Hope Sears today. Hi, Hope. How's it going?
2: Hello. It's going okay. How about you? <laughs> it's going good.
1: Going good. It's good. It's always fun being with you guys. We have uh, Zach Eastman. Hey, Zach.
3: Hello, hey, how you doing, man? How's it going? Doing good. How are you? Are you awake? Oh yeah, yeah. I just got. Off Often work, on but...
1: Saturdays, Zach has just worked a shift or whatever, so he's always kind of worn out. But he looks, he looks like he's awake today. I'm the one who's kind of worn out. Yeah. (laughs) I'll
3: get a nap nap in later. You watch.
1: (laughs) Feel free to nap during our intro when you're done talking.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That comforting voice. It puts me to sleep so fast. fast, fast.
1: (laughs) I always wonder when people email me, it's like... It's like, oh, I go to sleep to your show every night. I'm like, is that a good thing or a bad thing?
3: <laughs> I can I, I I mean... I, I tell you that that was a comforting thing because I've told you how I found your podcast at a at a low point in my life. Yes. Uh, that that was a good thing. Is like I went to bed listening to it. I would get a couple of episodes in before I finally would, you know, collapse. Oh, okay. So yeah. And-
2: you know, in the in the Neil Gaiman episode, he says he falls asleep listening to Jack. So I don't think it's necessarily a a comment on anybody's like I he enjoys I Jack, but like <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's just a yes, it's a comfort thing. So like yep. you fall asleep peacefully because it's just comforting.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you have pleasant dreams.
2: Mm-hmm. How can you have a
1: nightmare when you're listening to Jack Benny? Come on now, so. <laughs>
4: Unless it involves turkeys at Thanksgiving. So, yeah, that's that's
1: <laughs> so, so we also have Kathy Seeley here. Hi, Kathy. And we have John Henderson as well. Exactly.
5: Yeah, I have to apologize for the sling. I injured myself when I fell over laughing in this episode. <laughs> 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 now, I thought you'd
1: gotten shot. Was the... <laughs> <laughs> I it said in the last episode i, I,
5: I want to hear a different
1: did. reason that he's at his arms in a sling in every episode <laughs> that'd be good <laughs> all uh,
2: right have an episode of uh uh what what's that show um the to tell the truth or something yes yes exactly <laughs> that's
1: the real reason John's in a
2: sling. <laughs> okay
1: anyway today we're presenting uh something different which is kind of cool this is the milton burrell's special that came on it sounds like as milton's talking that this is his first appearance in tv in a while so uh um, it's good that he was able to do this um and he talks about how he's got a 30-year contract which is brought up <laughs> many times by milton Burl and other people talking about Burl and things but i don't know how that contract worked out it was like it's a thirty-year contract where you appear once every fifteen years. So it's so what a great contract.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, anyway, um, this. But uh, I really enjoyed this special. Uh, I think I think you got a lot to look forward to. Uh, Jack's on here quite a bit, and he, and and the, Jack does some fun stuff. I, I I like all the things they the way they use Jack was very well. Um, and he even gets to do a costume piece, which is always fun. Uh, and we'll uh, kind of go around and chat about uh, the Milton Burrow show and this one is from 1962 isn't it
6: okay. yeah
1: i thought the last one was from 62 was 1960 and that's what messed me up cuz i remembered this one being from 62 so there you go uh anyway let's uh let's go over to John first john what were your thoughts on this one
5: i thought it was delightful i thought it was fun uh i with milton burrow i've never been a huge fan and i've never been a anti fan i i have don't hate him. I don't love him. He's just sort of right in the middle there. And I would say this is definitely a better or even one of the best Milton Burrow things I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was very interesting, just the format of a variety show at that time. And like the, the, the amount of preparation that they obviously put into it, the opening with like singing near you, but then changing the lyrics to introduce. And it's all very cleverly timed, I thought was fun and delightful and something you don't see on television today unless they're spoofing it on Saturday Night Live. I thought his monologue, the black and white monologue. I Now, I was a little confused because it starts out in color and then the the the, the video we have switches to black and white. So I wasn't sure if they were playing a clip at first. Yeah, that's go ahead. me.
1: That was me. Uh, I there's some clips that are out there on YouTube that are color. Yeah. And then the whole show's out there on black and white. And I said, uh, you know what? I'll Frankenstein mm. this thing together to put the color bits back where they go.
5: Bravo, and, that's terrific. And, and have very as much smart, color yeah. as we
1: can. And so, so that's... that's. And then the whole front section, the very beginning Ooh. is Jack's voice introducing it and saying it's mm-hmm. in color and so forth and, and yeah. does a little joke. Yep. That whole section wasn't on, I don't think, the black and white version that's out there on YouTube maybe it was but I don't think it was or at least it didn't make any sense because it wasn't in color so at least having that in color is nice but it's a letdown because you see that and then the intros then a little bit of the intros in color and then it switches to black and white but well
2: I know I think that actually works out very well because I there's that joke that I thought that was on purpose because there's that joke that Milton Berle does about the Emmys and he's like in black and white and color and I thought it was changing from black and white and right. color because he's trying for that that Emmy. <laughs> <laughs>
6: there you go.
1: Well I thought it felt a little bit like uh like our own Wizard of Oz we were creating but backwards and sideways. <laughs> and then who's the singer on the episode?
3: Uh, oh
4: Janice Page the first okay. singer.
1: Very good, yeah, yeah. So anyway, they,
5: and it they do a great job. To, the whole the whole show is well. I enjoyed all of it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the style of Milton Berle is obviously different than somebody like Jack Benny, and I've never been a huge fan. Like when you see clips of him in 1950 where he's Mister Television, I've never been like a huge fan of that. Like exuberance, it seems like he's leaning on that. Whereas by this time, I feel like he mellows a little bit, and yes. the monologue is even better. <laughs> you know it's one of the best monologues i think at the beginning there
1: and when he eventually does dress up in drag uh in this episode it's not way. as over the top as his previous doing that and right. so it's it's toned down and i think that's part of the the uh, him realizing that okay comedy's a little different than it was back when he was starting out you know a decade earlier yeah and i but think that's part to of do it
5: because you know your milton burl and that's like your thing or whatever exactly and I so they still so were funny. doing an
1: homage to that but it was a little bit different but i thought that was good
5: i can't remember the name of the, that british guy but when he does the oh. joke yeah go ahead it's lawrence
4: lawrence harvey and we'll get yeah. to him in a minute okay so yeah, when harvey. he
5: does his milton burl and then his jack benny i thought that was excellent that was yeah. so fun and the whole time it seems like everybody's having fun you know jack and milton are sort of breaking up a little bit and yep. you can't quite tell when their ad libs are real so I, I just thought it was fun well and then at the
1: beginning you were talking about the introduction of people and i thought that was really creative the way they did that at the beginning of the show and when they introduced jack i don't think jack does jack say anything i think it's just him know, and his violin a pretty, and then yeah. the whole joke with the violin yeah. and it was a very it was a fun little tiny piece that was. There's just. Like... It
4: was great that they introduced him as coming from Carnegie Hall because yes. it ties back to the special we'd just done, and yep. so um, I love the context that you were able to give us from a previous podcasts. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that was that was great. That was fun, and uh, the the only the other thing I I want to mention with this whole thing is it we sort of have it's a mad 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 world day for us. Because we just we did a, the the Phil Silver special, and of course he's in Mad 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 for Mad's world, and uh, and of course so is Milton Berle, and for both of them, it's a Mad 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 world is one of my favorite things that I've seen them both in. I like them both, their characters yeah. and what they did with their characters in that movie. I've liked that movie more than anything else they've done. But these two specials that we've seen just recently, this one and, and the last one, uh, I've liked very well too. They they were very much uh, some of my favorite stuff I've seen either of them do, other than that movie. So
5: that's kind of cool. And they mention it. Did he say that they just finished filming or they're about to film? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was it was done right around that same time. It was '62. Yeah, yeah, right around there. So. But and and I would assume they filmed it. Yeah, they, I bet they were done filming by then. Because to put that all together must have taken a huge amount of time too, with all those uh, different scenes and the second unit with the cars and the
3: would take punk, forever to punk put punk that feet, all together. Yeah. and uh, and for the, Cinerama or Cinerama, so
1: yes, exactly, Cinerama, the yeah. whole thing. But uh,
4: so the inter um the uh uh the interweaving of film and television. That's evident in, in the show that they're expecting the audience to know everything that's happening in Hollywood and all the movies. But because that's the odd thing about Lawrence Harvey, we don't know him that well in the US, but he's the lead character in the Manchurian candidate, oh, which right. they mentioned they've just finished filming, and that Frank Sinatra plays yeah. in it and the original manchurian candidate is one of the scariest movies of all time that was basically mm-hmm. withdrawn from circulation the next year after kennedy was killed oh, right. um so it's uh you know it's a famous sort of lost movie in hollywood history for being so cold um uh, so cold war so much um oh oh whose murder she wrote um Angela, Angela, Lansbury. Lansbury. Angela Lansbury's best performance is the evil um, uh, mother, and so um, to see that clashing with the uh, with the uh, 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 the giant Roman biblical films, uh, uh, you know, and a Mad 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 World all at the same time is fascinating. And I curious. love
5: it when they do a cameo, and they don't milk it; they just let it be a quick cameo. Yeah. Great. I don't know if we want to spoil it, but the cameo cameos in this one are terrific
1: yes they are and and that's what i need to find is there's there's a picture in the um that somebody posted recently in the jack benny fan club i don't know if anybody grabbed it but it's it's a color picture of the two folks that do a cameo at the very end of this which i won't give away and the rest of the cast, I suppose. If I find that picture, I'll be using that, so it'll give it itself away. But uh, I was kind of hoping that's why I watched the episode and found the episode was because of that picture. Ah. And I thought I was kind of hoping they'd have a bigger section than they do. I was kind of let down by how little they were actually in this. But that that it is fun to have them here.
5: Well, that's why um, cameos are always best when it's a surprise. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true.
1: Um, and Zach, what were your thoughts on this one?
3: Um. Full disclosure, I'm not a Milton Berle fan at all. I, I really am not. Um, with the exception of uh, when I've seen him in film. Uh, I don't particularly find him funny. Having said that, there are a lot of fun moments in this special. Uh, I think that the the channel-switching gag is remarkably well done. Yes, It plays to both their strengths in beautiful ways. Um, I... I I appreciate watching a gag that I know 20 to 30 years later will be done in, in similar fashion in film and television. Like my immediate connective tissue was, Oh, this is just kind of the way they're you know trading off the words is very similar to the Austin Powers bit where they all see something suggestive in the air because it's Dr. Evil ship or something. And it's like, that looks like a huge wing or something like that. Um, so to watch kind of like a birthplace of that from a television spectrum was interesting. I'm sure it's not the first time that that kind of gag has been done, but it's an earlier representation. Um if I had to pick a sketch that I enjoyed outside of that, though, it is it's it's the the medi- the, the triage of biblical epics um, which this is, I guess, an example for people of what Milton Burl was among the things he was famous for in his earlier film career, which or um, television career, which was, uh, dressing in women's clothing on, on television and, you know, pulling it off exquisitely. Um, I, I think that this one he milks it a little too much, but it's still a fun sketch. Uh, I loved the twist at the end with, uh, with the people in there. I I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah. Um, and I like I like watching Lena Horne do anything because she's Lena Horne, so yeah. how I, I'm not gonna turn that down. Um, <laughs> overall, I thought it was fine. It's just that like I I I don't know. It just it didn't hit me the way it hit others, but I totally understand why people would enjoy it. It's you know Mil- uh, Milton Berle has an appeal that I can't deny. I just I I don't find him as funny when he's doing his specials or his his comedy shtick. I love him when a director gives him something to do. Like, I love him in It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World. I think he's brilliant in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the way he's, like, just capitulating at every turn to Ethel Merman and just, like, and just trying to, like, stand up to his mother-in-law. It's it's a great comic performance of mm-hmm. just, like, the sad sack. Uh, and it's weird because he can kind of do both. He can play braggadocio and he can play sad sack. And I kind of appreciate the the, the sad sack version. So um, agree. But yeah, that's um, what you yeah. said. That's what you said. That's all.
1: Yep. And the Lena Horn part in this is kind of fun because it's one wow. of the few parts we have in color. And so all of a sudden it's color and it mm-hmm. kind of highlights her section, which is kind of fun. So yeah. yeah. Um and and I hope what were your thoughts on it?
2: Oh man, I loved it. Um I just I love the phone bit. I think that's one of the funniest bits in the show. Um, just the going or not phone, but the, uh, the television, the television
5: bit. channel. Yeah. yeah, yes.
2: The television channel switching. That is the best. It was I, brilliant. Yeah, it was great. Yes. I applaud the writers and you can also kind of tell like where this, each monologue would have gone, uh, had the channel stayed on the same thing. So I think it was just, it was, it was just brilliantly written and, yeah. Uh, and if it's, if that's live, that's amazing, because I, that, that would be hard to stage well. Yeah, uh, I
5: think the special is filmed, but I think they did that bit live, because you mm-hmm. can tell the way, sort of, they're interacting with the audience, and sort of waiting for it to cut to them, and I think, you know, Zach, you were mentioning, if they were to do it, later or today they would probably tighten it up a little bit which might help with the timing but and that's to- not and that's not fair
3: for me to criticize it for that because you guys are right like it's 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 of its era and they're trying something ambitious i just can't get out of an editor mindset going like oh <laughs> i would tighten this up by like a second a piece that joke though by the way where milton burl tells the golf joke and then jack says let me tell you what kind of hack would tell this joke yeah i, I, <laughs> I love I, that i love that. I I loved
2: lo- that yeah, I, yeah
3: I, I love jokes about how milton burl steals material yes i, that's do, so- think yeah. that's, I do think that's the funniest part of milton burl for me is the fact that he just yeah. has no compunction of going like yeah i steal like well, I, I like I re-
1: how he kind of stole that whole bit from jack in a way yeah back when jack was on radio They'd have the thing where they'd be turning the, the the radio channels and they'd all play off of each other. They'd finish yeah. the
6: sentence right. in a yeah. weird
1: way, right? As he mm-hmm. switches to a different a different radio station, yeah. and so it was very much a similar bit to this. On Jackson, it wouldn't be switching between two things; they'll be be switching between like four or five different stations, and they would all kind of play off of each other, and 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 that was kind of a cool thing to
3: do. It's it's weird if you take that whole sketch out in its entirety from the moment they shut off. Milton Berle's program to then turning on Jack to the very end it's like a surreal short film like it's it's if you isolate it on its own it's a very uh, like interesting little short film that then ends with them being in the same space like put it on its own face I'm like that's brilliant like that's oh. oh yeah, beautiful yeah.
5: You know, Buck has already edited this show, splicing in the color. Yeah. We can we can tighten it up. Like yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't I, yeah, no. I I uh, George Lucas already taught me that it's not good to change stuff. So no, no. To, thank you very much. Oh, yeah.
4: but we'll have that AI discussion later and and it maybe oh. Oh. next time.
3: So Can I can I can I can I program the AI to give me back original Star Wars? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And the, but, uh,
1: the switching back and forth that they do and everything is so impressive. It's just editing these, the color back into this thing. I didn't realize how much work that was going to be trying to line it. I'm so, I do not want you to lose a second of dialogue or anything. Uh-huh. So I think at one point I have where the same thing said again really quickly or something, because I don't, but I thought better to leave something into the cut too much out. So so I I tried to do that and and I think it it worked pretty well and I think it was fun seeing part of it in color. It'd be lovely if we ever find the whole thing in color,
3: but considering that it's in chunks as it stands, like I think you're doing exactly what needs to be done, which is showing a proper representation of it, and that's yeah. that's that's yeah. more than acceptable. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. in fact yeah. desired. <laughs> Kathy, I, really,
2: I appreciate go it. Go ahead. it. No, I no, I was just saying. I really appreciated it, and I echo some of the thoughts that were already said about um, just the trading, like the um, just ad libs. They were great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, did we find any reviews or anything, Kathy? Of this, or I don't um, know.
2: Well, well, I
4: um, uh, they they loved this one. So <laughs> uh, Variety thought it was top notch. They were blown away by Lena Horn and certainly she had such energy with happening at the zoo. You know. Yeah. That was amazing. I was really touched by the efforts that um, the white, you know, the efforts at um, happy racial integration Mm -hmm. that occurred on the show. And you can see what was happening on the news in 1962. And that both Milton and Jack, you know, take her hand and, and give Lena hugs. And, you know, so... I, I really appreciated that little effort to counter some of the horribleness that was being shown on the news at this very same time in 1962 uh, that, the, uh, that the special was playing. My guess is that Lena Horne probably wasn't on TV much. Uh, I think she was pretty much mainly playing clubs, you yeah. know, in in order to protest the ways that African-Americans were being treated on, uh, on, on TV. So I'll do some homework on that and get back to you about it. I also just wanted to mention, fabulous show. I thank you, I'd never gotten to see it before. Yes. And I really was intrigued by Milton's humbleness when he comes out and sits down at the end of the show and he talks about that his career started when he was a small child in early film. And I don't know if he's lying through his teeth. He was known to lie. Oh, and <laughs> embellish a lot, but to think that if he'd been, you know, he'd been, uh, uh, you know, kind of on the fringes, he'd been, he only, you know, made stardom in 1948, when, uh, back in New York, when uh, he got, when he was on his Milton Berle show, But he had this whole career as a juvenile performer in silent film, and then, you know, small shows, small parts on radio, he was, I think, in the Catskills, he was he never got a single good review in all his radio shows. And to think this uh, proverbial schmuck, uh, you know, um, um, then um, uh, bursting into Mr. Television stardom in 1948, and that he realized that that time had passed him by. And yeah. what was he going to do? You know, so I was just intrigued that for a guy who I think is ego could fill rooms yes. uh, mm-hmm. to be willing to be humble, I thought was intriguing.
5: So. it's interesting because the audience when he's telling those stories are laughing because they think he's telling jokes you know whether yes. it's a setup for a uh, joke or no a joke. no,
4: i really was but but as they said he was known for embellishing the past uh uh he claimed it was he that uh when amy simple mcpherson uh, uh the evangelist disappeared uh for a couple weeks he always claimed oh she was off having an affair with 17 year old me and i'm going. You know, I at first I believed that was true. So I have since come to understand that anything Burl says might be a fabrication. So. Right.
3: Yeah, but I will I will give Burl credit for something like he lasted up until the mid mid to late nineties. Um, mm-hmm. I think I one of the first times Hope and I would have probably seen him was on Keenan and Cal. Um, I
2: didn't see him on that. I actually oh. saw him on the Nanny. Oh,
3: okay. Oh, so the nanny. wow. Eenie and yeah. Kel, Fresh Prince of he, Bel Air, he's also wanted, on. I saw him on. He wanted uh,
2: to try on uh, uh, Fran Drescher's shoes. Oh, okay. So <laughs> never the <laughs> the dressing never ended. <laughs> That's
5: a great little bit. That's nice. <laughs> John, you were yes. going to say something. I think. Oh, I was gonna, my introduction to Milton Burrow was the '66 Batman. Oh, yeah. okay. <gasps> yeah, Louis the Lilac, I think, yeah. or something like that. Yep. Right? Louis the Lilac. Yeah. 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 And he yeah, also did like he did a promo, which I I think I taped off TV or something for Batman. And so he's he's in the promo as Milton Burr. Also, yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. So again, it's like he is a guy who just found a way to last and like never really left our consciousness. Like yeah. I, I give him props for, you know, sticking it out as long as he did. And, you
4: uh, know, you know as, as does stubborn molding your shower. So, right. he,
3: yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so again <laughs> and, and it's you know he does give me a good chance to pull a cheap gag anytime yeah. i've ever seen like i uh, like if i've ever walked into a used bookstore and i've seen a milton burl joke book i'm like oh it's a book on how to commit theft gotcha yeah. <laughs> it's like you know that's <laughs> that, that that's a fun joke for me that i'll always have so he's yeah. not, he's not entirely bad <laughs> yeah
2: i think even on the nanny he played an uncle or something like that. So he's Uncle still Miltie, yeah. uh, Uncle Milty still. Yeah. Nice.
1: yeah.
3: It's,
1: it's, well, and and I think a lot of it goes probably to his people, his publicist, his what uh, to keep him in the loop enough that they can keep using him on shows and things for all that time. Cause that's a tricky thing to do. It's a tightrope you gotta walk to to keep somebody employed and and working and not have them have their own show or anything it's it's a tricky thing and, and that was great mm-hmm. that they were able to do that so anyway so enjoy this this episode um i was surprised with how good it was i i was very much impressed with a lot of it and some of it feels really innovative and and uh some of it just like we say it, it's it for the time it's it's well done and uh We'll see you folks next time. So I hope you enjoy this special and keep on enjoying our uh, summers, our Jack Benny uh, special summer. Yeah. And thanks everybody for being here.
2: Thank you. We're out. All right. The following
7: program is brought to you in living color over NBC. How do you like that burl? He's even got me announcing the show.
6: (laughs)
0: Just one place for me, and that's near you. It's a thrill to be here, near you. Lights are going on, brightening up the stage. Now here's a gal real gone. Lovely Janice Page.
6: So
0: live, live, live today. Camera yeah. three, follow me, will you? Because here's a star from afar to thrill you. Lawrence Harvey from England's far-off shore. to be here well will stick out that noble chin when do they serve the tea here when you slap on that happy grin we'll spread sunshine all over the place so put on a happy face now let's move right along because here's a swinging song from the one and the only leaner
8: From this moment on, no more loose songs, only who de doo songs.
0: Every care is, is gone from this moment on. on. I've prepared quite a ball for you now from Carnegie Hall for you. I can make tonight worthwhile And bring you just one smile Then I'm glad to be here
6: Near you Thank you Thank you very much
0: Thank you and good evening, ladies and gentlemen Well, I'm back And believe me, it wasn't easy getting back on television Really it wasn't. I lied to them. I told them I was a doctor.
6: <laughs> now I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. I've been pretty busy this past year. Nightclubs, motion pictures, theaters. I went to all of them.
6: <laughs> well, I, I don't
0: have to worry. What do I? I have a thirty-year contract with NBC. Really, thirty years. And the lawyer who drew it up for me got the same sentence. <laughs>
6: I'll tell you one thing,
0: though. Really, i got to tell you this. I th- Television hasn't changed since I had my own series. Really, they had the same panel shows. You know, like To Tell the Truth. You know, where the moderator says, Will the real David Susskind please shut up?
6: <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. To Tell the Truth.
0: They've had a show like that in Russia for years. They let you tell the truth about anything between the time the bullet leaves the rifle and hits you. <laughs> Take this country anytime. American television is the only place in the world where you can find at least 50 shows in the top ten.
6: <laughs> it's
0: ridiculous. I can't wait till pay television comes in. And it's practically here. I really mean I know that. Because I had to pay plenty to get this show.
6: <laughs> well, I want
0: Pay TV will be great. There'll be no more reruns. Reruns, you know what that is? That's a Madison Avenue talk for the old saying: the evil that men do lives after them. <laughs> There's only one thing that's holding up pay TV. They can't decide how much Dr. Kildare should charge for a house call.
6: <laughs> and that's the big thing this year,
0: medical shows. Ben Casey, Dr. Kildare. I, I remember in the old days when you were sick, you used to have to go to the Mayo Brothers. Today you got to go to...
6: <laughs> and those medical
0: shows are even affecting our hospitals. I mean that. If something goes wrong on the operating table... The surgeon takes off his mask, turns to his assistant, and says, Well, that's showbiz. (laughs) You think that's bad? Oh, I just remind did you see the trouble they had the other night on the Ben Casey show? A man went in for a tonsillectomy, and instead, Casey took out his appendix. (laughs) Somebody mixed up the cue card. (laughs) You like that? There's one thing that I can't understand. With all those medical shows on television, how come Chester still limps?
6: <laughs>
0: now, don't get me wrong. I am not complaining about television. The industry, this industry, does its best. For example, every year, one night is put aside to present the Emmy Awards. Emmy Awards, that's the night that the public finds out they've been enjoying the wrong shows.
6: LAUGHTER the categories you ever listen to some
0: of those titles there's one called the award for the best writing of an hour or a half hour show in a continuing series or a special event film or live but not taped syndicated or sponsored black and white or in color with or without music not previously adapted from any magazine novel short story true incident motion picture Broadway play or condensed from a spectacular <laughs> this award will be given to the writer who wrote that description <laughs>
2: Night.
7: Funny. He couldn't get a laugh on TV if he was run over by Car 54.
2: <laughs> but you liked it when he did that dramatic show, Doyle
8: Against the House, when he played the blackjack dealer and they broke both his hands.
0: Yeah, that I laughed
5: at.
6: <laughs> now, if you don't
0: mind, I'm gonna push this remote control button and change the channel. Do you know why? Why? Jack Benny is on the other network.
2: Jack Benny! Oh no, you're not. Give me that button. We're gonna watch Burrow.
9: I wanna see Jack Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Jack Benny program. And here's our star, Jack Benny.
6: Well, if he starts talking about his age again, I'm going to switch back to Burl. Oh, shut up. Will you? Yeah. <laughs>
7: Thank you, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You know, before getting out with my show tonight, I want to discuss something personal. You know, a lot of people have been kidding me about my age, and I'd like to straighten them out.
0: This morning, I want to tell you, I played golf at Hillcrest. I'm a pretty good golfer, too. For instance, the first hole was a
7: par three, and on that first hole, I shot a 39. Now, that's, that's how old I was on my last birthday. As a matter of fact, recently, a Hollywood producer had a part open for a young, good looking fella for one of his pictures, you see. So my agent brought me over there, and my agent pointed to me, and he said, If you're looking for a, a good, a good looking young leading man, I'd advise you to sign Jack Parr.
6: <laughs> really? really?
0: I, I shot uh, two under par in the second hole. But when I approached the third tee, I hit the ball, and would you believe
7: it, I got a hole <coughs> in your head. <laughs> It's all in the mind. She goes, Just because I've been in the public's eye for all these years. Actually, I only started on radio 30 years ago when I was nine. And uh, that was... The biggest lie you ever heard.
9: <laughs> but, but I want to tell you,
7: you see, most golfers are liars. No,
0: not me, not Burl. I tell the truth about my game. In fact, what do you think happened to me this afternoon? I'm a great golfer. I lost the ball on the green.
6: <laughs> like,
0: I put down the bag and we'll look for the ball. When I come back, the bag was gone. <laughs> Somebody took her away.
7: <laughs> funny, funny joke. I just, just made it up. Really, I just made it up. Now, to, to prove it to you, uh, here is a... I must read this. So here's a copy of the first radio show, first script I did 30 years ago. And I'll get a load of this. Uh, I was playing golf one day, and I lost my ball on the green put down the bag and went to look for the ball. when I got back, the bag was gone. Somebody took her away.
6: You
7: know, I can't imagine anyone, I mean, having the gall to do a joke like that today. Maybe one. Anyway, I'm getting off the subject about my age. You see, I believe a man is as old as he feels, and I feel just wonderful. Because you see, I know I'm in good physical condition because about a week ago I went to see my doctor. I went up to his office for an examination and he looked at my tonsils and that's where I found her.
6: (laughs) I want to tell you, I I
7: was pretty mad at this girl because
0: she disappeared from the golf course. So I walked right up to her and I said, (laughs) Take off your clothes.
6: (laughs)
7: After the, uh, after the doctor made me undress, he, he started to examine me, checked my heart and my lungs, and he said to me, uh, Jack, as far as I can see, you're a uh, very beautiful girl.
6: <laughs> you know,
7: that night was great. I,
0: I took this girl to the restaurant. It was wonderful. We had a great dinner, but when I wanted to sign the check, the waiter, he wanted cash. I guess he didn't recognize me, so I got mad. I said to him, I'm Milton Burle. Milton Burle." <laughs>
7: which can upset anyone's stomach. Then, my doctor told me, he said, I had nothing to worry about because I was in excellent condition. And Of course, this made me feel very, very good, particularly because Mary just recently gave me a party for my birthday. Oh, I, I knew there was something I forgot to tell you.
0: Will you hold the music, Les? Will you hold it just a minute? You know, Jack Benny, very good friend of mine, he just had a birthday, and you should see what I sent him. It's a beautiful gift that, that I know he'll appreciate because it's something that he's always wanted.
7: But I got one gift that was absolutely fabulous. I don't know how to describe it, do you see? So I'll I'll uh, I'll have to show it to you. Will you bring it in, fellas, please? <laughs> Isn't this wonderful? How I ever lived all my life without it, I'll never know.
6: <laughs>
7: and look at look at the inscription on it. Right here. It says, To Jack, in appreciation for the many wonderful hours of entertainment you got from watching me. <laughs>
0: Isn't that
6: adorable
0: <laughs> wait a minute I, I gotta tell you something i heard a joke this afternoon it's, it's terrific it's about a spy in the days of king arthur let's see if i can remember. he was brought down to this torture chamber and he was threatened with the most horrible instrument of torture ever invented
7: my violin
6: <laughs> <laughs> i
7: want you to know that this is a genuine stradivarius which i was very fortunate in purchasing <laughs> while he was still alive <laughs> And now I would like to play Cole Porter's Never To Be Forgotten Night and Day.
6: Oh, well,
0: ladies and gentlemen, just I want to show you. For the first time on television, I'd like to play the harmonica. <laughs> you didn't think I could play it, huh? <laughs> when you want to listen? Tuning up, partner. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to play Cole Porter's Never To Be Forgotten Night and Day. Okay, let's uh, ready. Music please. <laughs> <laughs>
7: on my bow. <laughs>
9: Population 741,000. A beautiful Midwestern city. Thriving, bustling, growing, sneezing. For 45 years it has been in a state of war. This is the enemy, Ambrosia trifida. You call it ragweed. It triggers hay fever. Ten grains of pollen from this plant in a cubic yard of air can start you sneezing. And a single ragweed plant can produce 8 billion grains of pollen. 8 billion grains. Enough pollen to start every hay fever sufferer in the world sneezing from just one plant. And ragweed is everywhere. It invaded Milwaukee as it invaded thousands of towns. Surrounded it. Smothered it. Let's see what Milwaukee did about it. My name is Elliot Duke. I'm a news reporter. Milwaukee has been fighting ragweed for 45 years. Take a look at these clippings. The mayor endorses weed eradication days. A hay fever clinic is set up. And a hospital sets aside special rooms for hay fever sufferers. Milwaukee newspapers have given strong support for weed cutting drives. The Milwaukee Boys Club joined in these weed cutting drives. Laws were passed. It became a crime to fail to cut down ragweed on your property. Milwaukee even has a weed commissioner. In his words, This city has a real weed problem. These are weeds. Weeds, more weeds. So we post notices, we notify owners. Then we move in with machinery to cut down the weeds before they can spread pollen. Last year, Milwaukee destroyed over 80 million square feet of weeds. It cost many thousands of dollars to do it. That's how Milwaukee, an energetic and progressive city, gets rid of 90% of its ragweed. And yet, every summer from August 15th to September 15th, Milwaukee sneezes. Why? Because pollen is so light, the wind blows it in from hundreds of miles around. The hay fever story is the same all over the country. In California, the enemy might be sage. In New England, Timothy. But in Milwaukee, it's ragweed. So if you lived in Milwaukee and had hay fever, you went away to resorts like Eagle River or to Sturgeon Bay. Expensive. Or you stayed at home and tried to get through the season, and you sneezed. But last summer, many Milwaukeans could stay home without sneezing. A new anti-hay fever product appeared in Milwaukee drugstores. It cost only a dollar and a quarter a bottle. This tablet was made specifically for hay fever and similar allergies. Its name is Alarest. and Alarest is the tablet that made Milwaukee stop sneezing.
0: And now, folks, it's my pleasure to present to you one of the loveliest, one of the most dynamic performers in the entertainment world today, the fantastic Janice Page. Stay the way you are. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's not very often that I get a chance to introduce a personality with the talent and the creative ability. Pardon me. With the talent and creative. I'm so nervous introducing him. With the talent and creative ability of our next guest. He's America's artistic import from Great Britain and is really to be congratulated for his magnificent performance in Summer and Smoke. My pleasure to present to you Mr. Lawrence Harvey, ladies and gentlemen. You notice, how, you notice how tongue-tied I get? I get nervous. And I want to tell you something. It's a great pleasure, Larry, to have you on our show. I really mean that. Well, thank you, Moe. You, know, you, know, you know how nervous I got introduced you? And I, well, I tell you, I'm, I'm so impressed just standing on the same stage with you. After all, you're one of, one of the real artists in our profession. You mean you are in my
6: profession? <laughs> Mr.
0: Harvey, I uh, know that you're not used to the uh, customs of this country, but we have one rule in TV television, American television over here. FCC Regulation 22. You never heard of it? The guest never gets more laughs than the comedian.
6: That's <laughs> nice You'll
0: remember that, won't you, from now on, please? You know well, I, I'm terribly sorry. I didn't know. You see, I've only been in this country, well, just a little over two years. Only two years? And it's amazing. <laughs> he speaks English better than I do.
6: <laughs> uh, you...
0: I'm you, you like it here though you really like it oh very much you know except that i've been so busy
9: since i've been here interviews cocktail parties autograph hounds oh, work personal yeah. appearances attending premieres yeah
0: uh, it's tough being a celebrity isn't it it certainly is you're not missing a thing
6: <laughs>
0: lawrence you are forgetting regulation 22 you know you know i've always admired you i really i mean that when i was a kid i and I, I couldn't make up my mind whether to be a dramatic actor or a comedian <laughs> which did you finally decide on i thought
6: <laughs>
0: lawrence will you please don't start anything i can't finish
6: <laughs> so, so
0: please don't make fun of me will you please milton, what? milton
9: look i'm not
0: making fun well of i you. thought you were just so pl- really serious you look as you say in this country I was only putting you on. You know all the lines already. Huh? The oh, Putting yes. you on <laughs> and Putting you stick. on everything. <laughs>
9: um,
0: what, what do you think I've been doing here for the last two years? Listen, instant, I can say last, too. In fact, you know,
6: honestly,
0: you know, I did see you in a drama. Oh, he knows the camera pretty no, no. good, this kid. Go ahead. <laughs> what? You saw me
9: what? I did see you in a drama. It was on the Dick Powell show. Doyle against that. Yeah? You were magnificent. Really? I really, you know, honestly, I really feel you should get an Emmy for that performance. Oh, Larry. Are you, are you saying that sincerely? Why, yes. Isn't that the way you
0: told me to say it? Yeah, I... <laughs>
6: right, just, just
0: to forget the whole bit. Don't laugh so loud. All right, I, I just thought maybe, you know, uh, about pictures. T- I, I mm-hmm. thought maybe I could be your co-star with you in the new picture you're doing. I, I read it in the, uh, in the, one of the papers. What's the name of the picture? There? Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate. I, if I could be in that
9: picture, we'd be great. I'm terribly sorry, Mark. Right, you right. see, it's too late. We already have a co-star. Who's that? Frank Sinatra. All right,
0: mm-hmm. What are you doing in 50 picture?
9: Well, we play uh, American soldiers in
0: Korea. Sinatra, a soldier? <laughs> he doesn't weigh a, enough to be a bullet. <laughs> and I nearly loused up my own joke, I'll tell you. <laughs> May I... Why, why do you always... Why do you always use Sinatra? Okay, okay. Everyone, uh, Sinatra, m- Sinatra. Milton, Milton, Milton. Mil- can you blame me? Why? Well, using Frank in a picture... It's like money in the bank. Oh, I see what you mean. Did
7: somebody call me? <laughs> <laughs> Larry, you know Jack Benny, don't you, Jack? <laughs> yeah, Good? Oh, Hello, sure. Jack. Hello, Hello Larry. How are, how are you? I'm so glad you're here, too, because this gives me an opportunity to compliment you on your performance in the Alamo. Thank you. What a wonderful picture. You know, I'd, I'd have given anything to have been in that picture. Anything. Sure, he'd have made a fortune selling ladders to the Mexicans. <laughs> To is to Mexican. I sold one, and he makes a big thing <laughs> You know, Larry, one thing I've always noticed, though, you get the most exciting leading ladies for your pictures, like Simone Signore. Is that the way you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, what do you. What do you attribute that to? A sexy agent. <laughs>
0: Beautiful! funny funny funny
9: you no, thanks, no, like, when you do a joke
6: on him i
9: laugh thank you I mean that. I mean you it. know look no seriously this is ironic what? here you two are complimenting me when i should be complimenting you i don't understand what you're talking about well look here i am standing on the same stage with with two of america's greatest comedians and you know to be a comedian is much much tougher than being just a dramatic actor oh, sure what sure. i'd give anything to learn how to do comedy I'd even be
0: willing to start at the bottom. <laughs> you certainly picked the right program.
6: <laughs> Jack,
0: will you please? Now, Larry, if you're really serious, I can teach you. I've gave, I gave lots of comedians their nightclub material. Really? Like Mort Saul, Henny Youngman, Buddy Hackett,
7: Jan Murray. You gave them their jokes. That's yes. right. Yes, he gave Mort Saul Youngman's material. He oh, gave that. Youngman Hackett's material. Oh, oh, shut Hackett. up, will you?
6: <laughs> <laughs> That's not
7: true, Jack. Now, you know me very
0: well. I don't steal jokes. I'm an ad-lib comedian.
7: Some ad-lib comedian. Yeah. You could lean against a stove and something, I'm supposed to. <laughs> you could you said well, if you leaned against the stove, you couldn't get a blister. No, no, no. You couldn't ad a blister if you leaned against a hot stove. <laughs>
0: It's very funny. I'm letting you do all the funny lines. That's what yeah. yeah, you are. Something must be bothering you. Absolutely. Nothing is bothering you, Jack. I don't like that you know, insinuation that I can't ad-lib. I defy anyone to name a better ad-libber than me. Anyone. Well, Milton, there's um, Bob Hope, Red Skelton, Groucho Marx. That's not fair. You're naming comedians.
7: <laughs> you could throw in Arthur Murray
0: and it would still come out the same. <laughs> Yeah, never mind. Now, Larry, come here. Step down. It's very you're upstaging me. It's uh, it's very simple. If you want to learn how to do comedy, you will have to make up your mind who you want to teach it. Jack and I are different types.
7: That's the sweetest thing he said to me all day. <laughs> now, please, Jack. I'm talking about style That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and you know he's right about that. About the style. Now, I think you. You see, Larry, with your, you know, you're being so suave that I think that you should work like I do. You know, I, I think Jack has something there. Sure,
0: he has something every place. He never gives anything away.
6: <laughs> you, can,
9: you can bet me. Oh, no, Milton, that's not fair. I happen to know that Jack is not cheap. I'm not?
7: I mean, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know why anyone ever accuses you of always thinking of money. Yeah, he's yeah. right. I mean, money is never on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Would be if you had a pocket there. <laughs> Dennis, shut up. Dennis. Shut up. It's not
6: Dennis. Gonna...
7: Now, look. Yeah. Look, uh, Larry. Sorry look, to wake you <laughs> up, Yeah, now. It's all right.
6: <laughs> Larry. <it's okay. laughs>
7: now, I... I think Will you you hurry up? I will. I've got to be on the set in May. One thing he's right about, though. I mean, with your sophistication and everything, you should adopt my style. Really. You really should. Why? You think your style's
0: funny? Will you pardon me just a minute? Are you being on the level with me? Yeah. What's so funny? Will you pardon me just a minute? I'll be with you in an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you so funny about you? (laughs) Pardon me. What's so... You didn't mean to serve. (laughs) (laughs) What's so... Oh, I got a line here, but I don't want to say it. Because it isn't mine.
6: Now. <laughs> now, will you wait a minute, Jack?
0: All right, will you wait a minute? Larry, will you... Well, I'm going to explain. What's so funny about your style anyway, Jack? You stand there in front of an audience on your own show, and I watch it, with your arms crossed, and you look at the camera, and you say, Well.
6: <laughs> now,
0: what do you got to say about that? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> And the way you walk. Did you ever see the way you walk? You walk like... I walk nice. You walk
6: like... Nice.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you know what you look like? You look like Heidi Gingo wearing Tuesday Wells blue jeans.
7: Long as <laughs> <laughs> we're on the subject, did you ever watch yourself on the... Su- the way you walk? No, I walk. You oh, you walk cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You sound like a Russian. Dog, dog, dog. When
0: you walk...
7: You look like a sore loser in a twist
0: contest. <laughs> Very funny. So watch, by the time you tell one joke, I tell 40. And I get big laughs. Uh, you, get, yes. you get bigger laughs big than I... Laughs. You no, get bigger laughs You never get, get bigger sure. laughs. Now, now, cut that out.
9: <laughs> All right.
7: So settle it. Oh, I will
9: settle it. I'll tell you what we'll do, Milton. Yeah. You tell me one of your jokes, mm-hmm. and I'll tell it to... And I'll tell... Well, I'll tell that to the audience. And, and Jack, you tell me one of your jokes, and I'll tell that to the audience. And we'll see which gets the bigger laugh. Milton's style or
0: yours? That's, that's all, right all right with me. All right with me. Okay, well, okay, you tell my joke first. Would you pardon me? No, you no, right Young man. <laughs> you tell. Will you keep quiet? Just...
6: You're
0: going to do my style first. I'll tell you the joke. I it be a yell. <laughs> Watch this, Benny. Watch it. Go ahead, pal. Good, good, good. On. Good evening, ladies and germs. These are the jokes, folks. Love it, love it, love it. You know, I just heard a funny
6: gag. Did
0: you hear about the fellow who walked into a seafood restaurant and said to the waiter, do you serve crabs here? And the waiter said, sit down, we're not particular. How about that? <laughs> Them. you're ready with your style let him teach you let him teach you see it's right. better I'll...
6: Not
0: too bad. Hmm. Well, do you know why Gracie Allen put a television set on the stove to see how George burns? <laughs> after it but they have no yeah i'm so yeah now, they, yeah now, what do you got to say to that what have
7: i got to say to that nothing the big deal what does that prove that proves that my tailor is funnier than yours
6: <laughs> <laughs> are you sorry dog?
9: listen to joey Sangor, a former boxer a popular milwaukee citizen and one of Milwaukee's prominent pharmacists.
7: In my time, I've seen a lot of hay fever products, but I've never seen such response like Alaris got. People come in and tell me that they breathe better and sleep better.
0: Hay fever has taken the 10 count. I ought to know.
9: I was once a boxer. William Cuck, past president of the Wisconsin Pharmaceutical Association, has this to say. When Alarist first appeared in Milwaukee, I did with it what we do with all new hay fever products. I examined its formula. An Allarest contains no aspirin. That's important because some people are allergic to aspirin. I've never seen a product sell as fast as Allarest.
8: I don't have hay fever, but my son Chris does. We heard about Alarist and decided to give it a try. We tried just about everything else. But Allerest worked. And you can quote me.
9: Well, that's the Milwaukee story. But wherever you live, you can get the same results from Alarest. This remarkable new tablet calms the cough, the sneeze, the tears, the runny nose, the itchy eye of allergy. It can take the sneeze out of your summer. Allerest for allergy and only for allergy, from Pharmacraft Laboratories.
0: And now, the two most exciting words I know. Lena Hoyne.
8: When the sky is a bright canary I forget every cloud I've ever seen So they call me a cockeyed optimist Immature and incurably green I have heard people rave and rant and bellow That we're done and we might as well be dead But I'm only a cockeyed optimist And I can't get it into my head I hear the human race Fallen on its face and hasn't very far to go. But every whippo Will is selling me a bill and telling me it just ain't so. I could say life is just a bowl of jello and appear more intelligent and smart. But I'm stuck like a dope with a thing called to the bear said the kangaroo oh you're stepping on my toe to the kangaroo said the gnu unk you're stepping on my trunk to the gnu said the elephant, the seal flippers flippers and swallowed several Shippers and they all began to chant Let us out, let us out, let us out, let us out The zoo is overloaded Let Let us out, let us out, let us out, let us out The population has exploded Eek, you're stepping on my beak Said the pelican to the moose, look out, you're stepping on my snout, said the moose to the honking goose, heck, you're stepping on my neck, said the goose to the tall giraffe, ouch, my pouch, oh, my toe, eek onk ouch oh and that's what is new at the
6: zoo
8: spread out everybody why does mrs skunk always have more room than we have when i sitting still, that's peachy for some people who don't know their alive. Some people can thrive and bloom, living life in a living room. That's perfect for some people of one hundred and five. things that are not gonna be yet. Come on, papa, what do you say? Some people can be content playing bingo and paying rent. That's okay for some people, for some I' drum people to be. But
0: Lena, as um, I may I say, as always, you're just too much. Am I right, folks? Isn't it really wonderful? Boy, I want to tell you, yeah, I, I really mean it, Lena. You're just simply, uh, as always, I really mean that.
8: Well, thank you, Milton. Mm-hmm. May I say how wonderful you were on the Dick Powell show?
0: Well, thank you again. Thank you very
8: much. You know, you should make a feature picture.
0: Well, isn't that funny you said that? I'm I'm going to. I was just signed by Stanley Kramer for his new production. It's a picture called It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World. Spencer Tracy and about 20 stars. It's going to run about four and a half hours.
8: Oh, don't tell me it's going to be one of those epics about a giant of history like... Julius Caesar. Oh,
0: no, 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 no. This is a comedy that I'm going to
8: do. Oh, that's good. Because there have been so many of those epic life stories in the past few years. In fact, there's something that bothers me about them. Mm. Do you mind if I sound off a little bit?
0: Of course not. You do what you want. You're, you're my guest. Ladies and gentlemen, at television first. Lena Horn will now do eight bars
8: of talk.
6: <laughs> well,
8: no, it's true. There have been a lot of epics about giants of history in the past few years. The reason is simple. The stories are usually in the public domain, and the lives of the characters are available to any producer, gratis. But how would those historical figures feel if they knew what was going on? If they were around today, what would they have to say?
6: lawyer
7: (laughs) i'm ben Hur, and i was played by charlton heston the casting wasn't right in fact it hurt us charlton heston he doesn't look like me for me they should have gotten tony curtis
0: true. For his acting in the dungeon, he wound up with a ray. In my dungeon,
6: I wound up with a flu.
0: Secrets and for free. My attorney's gonna sue them for a million, maybe more. Just call me the Egyptian Jaj Gabor.
6: (laughs) It's a pity.
0: It's an outrage. It's a shame. (laughs) Cashing in on all our pain. We and the giants of history.
9: Spartacus then
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> we'll demand our rights like, like other, other individuals. <laughs> we feel we're entitled to residual. <laughs> <laughs>
6: and
0: when Hollywood's feeling like taking a stealing from history.
7: They will pay us a fabulous fee. I never see a nickel of those roses from the screen. My clothes are
0: getting shabby. I'm embarrassed to be seen. In order to eat, I go out trick or treat every Halloween. (laughs) Where the poverty-stricken, taking a licking, very mistreated, swindled and cheated, the overworked overplayed, underpaid giants of of history. (laughs) I made a star of Peter Barrett. I helped Forte Colbert make the grave. I'll earn six million for Liz Taylor, (laughs) if the picture's ever made.
7: Cleopatra, Cleopatra, you're disarming. Thank you. We could have a rendezvous. Just name the place. Well,
0: Ben, meet me at the pyramid in a half an hour. Meet
6: me in the pyramid in a half an hour. Meet me in the pyramid in a half an hour. Meet me in the pyramid in the half an hour.
0: I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cleopatra, Cleopatra, you're so charming. Yes. But it's tough to grow accustomed to your (laughs) face. Don't be a smarty, smarty. (laughs) Sparty. crazy river that they call the Nile. If they paid me royalties, I'd live in style. Oh, I would gladly leave with my diamonds and my mink, because that dirty river, confidentially it Sphinx. <laughs> Why should we feel blue? Here's the thing to do. We'll sue. We'll sue. We'll sue Paramount. We'll sue MGM. And we'll
6: sue their cockamamie lion (laughs) too.
0: Some day we'll own shares in Vidaphone. <laughs> we'll sue. We'll sue. Oh, our clothes may be ragged and funny, but wait, wait till they hand us our money. I'll wear pearls in my lobes. We'll, we'll wear we'll... Ivy League robes.
6: <laughs>
0: bye, bye. Bye. Who's Daryl Zanuck? <laughs>
9: to the screen and let's see what makes you sneeze ragweed make you sneeze cat make you sneeze dust make you sneeze makeup make you sneeze you've got allergy you need Allerest. let's see what else makes you sneeze horse make you sneeze goat make you sneeze duck make you sneeze sheep make you sneeze what's that you stay away from these things on the contrary you live with them Horse, goat,
6: duck, sheep.
9: Take Alarest tablets. In minutes, Alarest calms the cough, the sneeze, the tears, the runny nose, the itchy eye of allergy. Created for allergy and only for allergy. No cold tablet or capsule can say the same. Take Alares ta da 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 da
0: My hand is being on the show. is grim, like an angel. Thank you jack larry janice lena oh boy really four great performers i really mean it. it's a great pleasure to have you on our show tonight thank you very much you know ladies and gentlemen, i have been in uh, in show business quite a long time i i don't want to feel too nostalgic about this right now or talk nostalgically but i'd like to let my hair down on the show tonight is all right we got a little time uh you know uh, this jazz is not new to me i've been in the show business since i'm five years old and I have the material to prove it.
6: <laughs> but
0: really, I, I started when I was five years old. Really, my mother uh, used to take me by the hand, take me to studios for jobs and pictures. And I was in silent pictures. I was uh, I appeared with Flora Finch and John Bunny and Ruth Rowland and William Favershan. I've been. With...
6: What
0: are you laughing at, right? You're older than you look, this man down here. <laughs> well, if you remember those names, I appeared with Pearl White in The Perils of Pauline too. I'm not kidding. No, I uh, I was the kid that they tied to the railroad track, and Pearl White kept saving me. Of course, to this day, a lot of comedians wish I'd have never been saved.
6: <laughs> no, but uh, when I when I look around
0: here in in, in, a, in a television studio with these very wonderful people in the audience, it makes me feel that, well, here I am back home again, and to one of my first loves. And I've done a lot of TV work, especially this year, a lot of TV work. I. Fixed three
6: sets.
0: <laughs> no, but you know, speaking of my television career, I went through about 360 consecutive live hour shows. Some of them were dead. <laughs> but, uh, I don't even mean it. And I, uh, I was going pretty good in those first uh, early days of television. Uh, for the first six or seven years, I had a very high rating. I had, if I may, be a little humble, in my own way. I had a rating of 83. Because in those days there were only 83 sets. <laughs> and my mother owned 82. That's.
6: <laughs>
0: well, I, I really, I was going pretty good in those early days of television until they uh, put somebody opposite me uh, the same night on a different station at the same time. You guessed it. His Excellency Bishop Fulton Sheen. Bless him, and he did better than me because, let's face it, he had better writers. LAUGHTER In fact, while uh, while I was on for Texaco, Bishop Sheen and I had the same sponsor, Sky Chief. So so I do want to say after all these years, it's a great thrill to get back and do another television show and entertain an audience that I love so much. And now I'd like to leave you, ladies and gentlemen, with this one thought. I've had quite a hectic career every year. Brought a smile and a tear And I've enjoyed Every moment out here For your entertainment If you're low When you tune in the dial And my show Brings you one little smile Then I know That it's all been worthwhile For your entertainment You know, to me Every night is an opening night Just to hand you a laugh is my one big delight i guess each performer is right when he says there's no biz that ever compares to show biz. those years gee how quickly they flew everyone so refreshingly new and though i've spent 47 with you i give 40 more as long as it's for your
9: some deodorants, fresh doesn't promise you eternal romance. Cream, roll-on, stick, all fresh does is keep you fresh. When you think of it, that's
0: quite a lot. Until I see you soon again, good night. Kirk Douglas and Charlton Heston for dropping in tonight. Also appearing tonight were Milton Frome and Christine Nelson. Next week during this time period, see the Art Linkletter show and David Brinkley's journal in color. This is Lauren Green. Friday night, I'll be coming you away in a new and most unusual role here at NBC. The occasion is the International Beauty Spectacular, which will combine a showcase of the world's most beautiful women with a full hour of entertainment. Join me for the International Beauty Spectacular this Friday night at 10, 9 Central Time,
7: here on NBC.
9: This special is brought to you by Allerest, created for allergy and only for allergy. Allerest calms the cough, the sneeze, the tears, the runny nose, the itchy eye of allergy. Allerest tablets, a product of Pharmacraft Laboratories.
0: One place for me, and that's near you. It's a thrill to be here, near you. Lights are going on, brightening up the stage. Now here's a gal real gone, lovely Janice Page. Noble chin. When do they serve the tea here? When you slap on that happy grin, we'll spread sunshine all over the place.
6: So put on a happy face.
0: Now let's move right along because here's a swinging song from the one and the only. worthwhile, and bring you just one smile, then I'm glad to be here, near you. And now, the two most exciting words I know. Lena Horne. <laughs>
8: on my snout, said the moose to the honking goose. Heck you're stepping on my neck, said the goose. Thank
6: right.